0: What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my week 15 tight end start sits. So going through every single week 15 matchup, talking about every fantasy relevant tight end, and then listing them as either a start, fringe option, or sit. The starts are going to be your high to mid tier tight end ones, the guys you feel very confident firing up into your lineup. The fringe options, more of your back end tight end ones, high end tight end twos, and then sits, going to be tight ends that you would obviously prefer to keep on your bench. Now, I may be overreacting here, but I feel like with no bye weeks, this is probably the best, I guess, depth and like top tier uh, fantasy tight ends I think we've seen. At least this season, I think there are a lot of guys that you can play with confidence, at least I personally would, um, compared to previous seasons or you know earlier on where you just have a few high ceiling guys and it feels like the rest of the options are in shambles. I think you probably have 10 really strong options And then even the fringe guys don't feel like that bad of plays. So hopefully you're doing good at the tight end position at this point. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game, the Chargers taking on the Raiders. Now Gerald Everett kind of pulled away in the usage a little bit in the Week 14 game. Before that, it had kind of been like a 50-50 split with Everett and Parham. But I just think that with Justin Herbert going down, I'm very unlikely to play in this Thursday night game. I just can't be starting Gerald Everett still in somewhat of a split With uh, Easton Stick at quarterback, it just can't happen. So these guys are going to be sits. Unfortunately, you know, Everett kind of got that bump in usage right after his star quarterback went down. And then on the other side for the Raiders, um, you just want to be firing up Devontae Adams in terms of pass catchers here. So definitely going to be sitting uh, Michael Mayer. Looking at the Vikings Bengals matchup, still firing up TJ Hawkinson. The quarterback position is definitely kind of up in the air at this point, but. Hawkinson's in that tier where he's going to get peppered with volume. You still have to fire him up as a solid tight end one. For the Bengals, they're just running a tight end by committee, so Sit and Drew Sample and uh, Tanner Hudson. The Steelers Colts matchup, we really had that like one boom game out of Frymuth, and outside of that, it has been a very very disappointing season. Kind of shocking because he was so consistent his rookie and sophomore seasons. Kind of tough to just see him completely fall off. Obviously the situation is not gonna help him, but just not super fantasy relevant at this point. And then for the Colts, um, they really haven't been super fantasy relevant at the tight end position all season long. Going to be sitting at Kylan Granson. Then we're gonna have the Broncos taking on the Lions. For the Broncos here, also not a ton at the tight end position. Going to be sitting Adam Troutman. For the Lions, we had Sam Laporta coming off a down game, but I'm not panicking. He's been a high end tight end one on the season you still fire him up as a very strong play this week. And then in a divisional matchup between the Falcons and the Panthers, Kyle Pitts gets upgraded to a fringe option. And we kind of finally saw an expanded role for Kyle Pitts in week 14. It's kind of shocking that it took 14 weeks for the Falcons to figure out that you should treat Kyle Pitts as a top two pass catcher on your team, but I guess better late than never. Um, He actually led all the pass catchers with a 91% route participation. He caught three passes for 57 yards and a touchdown. Now, there's no guarantee that usage sticks in week 15, but I think he can definitely be viewed as back-end tight end one, maybe a high-end tight end two, but definitely playable at this point um, heading into the fantasy playoffs. And then for the uh, Panthers, going to be sitting Tommy Trumbull. In the next one, we're gonna have the Bears taking on the Browns. Solid tight end matchup here. Um, For the Bears, Cole Komet's gonna be a fringe option for me. I really do feel like he is just a fringe tight end one at this point. With Fields at quarterback, that's where he's slotted in on a point-per-game basis. So I think that's a fair ranking there. Um, And then for the Browns, David Njoku has to be a start. He's really been on a tear since week seven. He has double-digit PPR points in seven of his last eight games, which at the tight end position is very, very impressive. Huge game on Sunday. He goes six for 91 with two touchdowns. I think Joe Flacco coming in really raises both the floor and ceiling for pretty much all of these Browns pass catchers. So I feel like you got to feel good about David Njoku heading into week 15. Um, A not so great tight end matchup here with the Buccaneers taking on the Packers. k Otten is someone where if you're super desperate, he could be like a waiver wire pickup. You fire him up, but I'd prefer to sit him. Um, Same thing with Tucker Craft here with the Packers. Another not so great matchup with the Jets taking on the Dolphins. It's just tough to trust any of these Jets weapons aside from Garrett Wilson and uh, Brees Hall. So Tyler Conklin's going to be a sit for me. Dolphins just not super heavily using the tight ends, sitting Durham Smythe. We're going to have the Giants taking on the Saints, and there could be a chance that Darren Waller uh, makes his return, comes off of IR here in week 15, and if he does come off of IR, I think he's a fringe option, probably a high-end tight end too. Obviously, you don't feel great about it, but when he was healthy, he was a playable tight end one, so coming off of injury, this Giants offense doesn't look totally terrible. He could be relevant, but who knows? He might not even come off this week, so we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I'll be sitting Daniel Bellinger, even if uh, Darren Waller's not able to give it a go. On the other side for the Saints, we had Taysom Hill uh, miss the Week 14 game. If he misses week 15, obviously you're not playing him. But if Taysom Hill is good to go, I think he's a very strong start. I just think he's earned a very unique role in this offense where with Derek Carr not playing at a super high level and being banged up and then also just lacking some pass-catching weapons due to injuries he's just filled into this slot where he's going to get a lot of carries, especially near the goal line. He's going to attempt a couple passes a game. He's also going to be running routes and catching passes. So he kind of is getting fantasy production from three different spots, which is obviously something you're not typically getting at the tight end position. So I think he's definitely playable as a solid tight end one if he is healthy. Um, If he's not able to give it a go, still going to be sitting guys like Juwan Johnson And Jimmy Graham, even though it seems crazy that Jimmy Graham is still getting it done scoring touchdowns at this point um, in his career. In the next one, we're going to have the Texans taking on the Titans. For the Texans here, Dalton Schultz is going to be a fringe option. I talked about this in the other videos. There's just a lot up in the air at this point with this Texans offense just due to health and injuries. So you obviously had Tank Dell go down, but then in week 14, you have CJ Stroud now in concussion protocol. You had Nico Collins go down. Dalton Schultz didn't even play in the Week 14 game. It was Brevin Jordan. Uh, Schultz has missed the last two. So I'd say that Schultz, you probably don't want to play him, even if he's active coming off of injury. If C.J. Stroud is out, if C.J. Stroud is playing, then I would have Dalton Schultz as a uh, fringe option. If it's Brevin Jordan, maybe you could argue him as a fringe option if Stroud is healthy, but if Stroud is out, definitely fade in the tight end position here. And then for the Titans, we actually saw a decent game out of Chigo Conquo. You know, had a few catches in the Monday night game. I just don't think he has a high enough ceiling to make up for not having a a super high floor. So he is still going to be a a sit for me moving forward. Looking at the uh, Chiefs taking on the Patriots for the Chiefs, you continue to fire up Travis Kelsey as a high end tight end one. And then I know Hunter Henry is coming off like the huge uh, Thursday night game where he catches two touchdowns. I'm not gonna be playing Hunter Henry. Um, His raw participation still isn't great. The volume wasn't there, right? He was at three targets. Um, He just, you know, converted them into great production. Also not a great matchup here. This Chiefs defense has been tough. And I think this Patriots offense overachieved in the week 14 game. So even though the fantasy production was great in week 14, this to me is just like screaming one of those traps where you have a waiver wire tight end. They haven't done anything all season long. They have the boom game. You pick them up, you play them, and then they just fall flat on their face in the next one. I would be avoiding Hunter Henry personally. In the next one, very strong tight end matchup here between the 49ers and the Cardinals you just continue to fire up George Kittle as a very strong tight end one option on probably the best offense in football. And then for the Cardinals, Trey McBride obviously had the bye week in week 14, but he has been on a tear ever since stepping in for Zach Ertz when Zach Ertz went on IR. Even in a tough matchup here against the 49ers, Trey McBride has to be started. He's getting peppered with targets. He's putting together monster games. You feel very good about him um, rest of season. In the uh, Commanders-Rams matchup, Gonna be sitting Logan Thomas. He's someone who I had kind of in previous weeks been listing as a fringe option. He hasn't come through as of late. And just the fact that there's no teams on by and the tight end position isn't that bad at this point. Uh, Logan Thomas will be a sit for me. Looking at the Rams, we saw um, Tyler Higbee missed the week 14 game. Davis Allen stepped in, wasn't terrible. His raw participation still wasn't great. So even if Higbee um, misses this game again, I still wouldn't feel comfortable playing Davis Allen. So we're gonna be uh, just kind of fading that Rams tight end room. In one of the better games of the week here in week 15, we have the Cowboys taking on the Bills. And I like both of these uh, top tight ends here. So for the Cowboys, Jake Ferguson coming off a big game against the Eagles. He has been very impressive over the second half of the season. Really just a key piece of this offense at this point. And obviously the uh, Cowboys offense just continues to roll. For the Bills here, I know that there are some people out there that were kind of worried about Dalton Kincaid's role once uh, Dawson Knox came back, don't think it's like a crazy thing to worry about, right? Like before Knox got hurt, they were in a pretty solid split. Kincaid didn't really have a locked in role. He wasn't super consistent for fantasy. Um, but personally, you know, when people would mention that, I would just say that the Bills team was in need of weapons. Dalton Kincaid had come through. They're not gonna revert back to limiting his usage after he balled out and played really well without Dawson Knox. That's pretty much, you know, how it played out. Even though he didn't have a great fantasy day, his role was still very secure in this offense. He actually led all the Bills pass catchers with an 88% route participation. So I'd confidently go back to the well here with Dalton Kincaid as a solid tight end one, which is why he is a start and Dawson Knox is a sit. We're gonna have the Ravens taking on the Jaguars. And I like both of these tight ends as solid starts for the uh, Ravens here. It shouldn't be surprising that Isaiah likely saw really strong usage In another game without Mark Andrews, 89% route participation, targeted seven times, caught five of those for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then on the other side for the Jaguars, this is something that I've been saying pretty much all season long. Evan Ingram had been a really solid week to week option. He was just lacking the touchdowns and there was nothing about Evan Ingram that like should have led to not getting into the end zone. We've seen over the past couple of weeks, he is scoring touchdowns. He had a monster game in week 14. So you fire him up as a very strong start even against the uh, tough Ravens defense. And then the final game of the week, the Eagles taking on the Seahawks. So Dallas Goddard made his uh, return on Sunday. And he pretty much stepped right back into his normal role. 93% route participation, four targets, caught off four of them for 30 yards. I do have him as a fringe option, which some people may think he's a start. I just think at this point, we have a 10 game sample size this season. He's the tight end 14 in points per game. Now, some of the guys ahead of him are on IR. I think Darren Waller and uh, Mark Andrews. So he's pretty much in that fringe tight end one territory. So I think it's kind of a fair spot. And then for the uh, Seahawks here, tight end by committee going to be sitting Noah Fant. And that is going to wrap it up for my tight end start sits. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, check out the running back wide receiver and quarterback start sits. Those are all posted on my channel, but thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.